Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back. Sports in the Motor City in the Mitten State. This is the Detroiter, hosted by yours truly, Nick Bradley, presented by the second string. It has been a fucking minute, hasn't it? Um, Let me just clear it up. Let's get right out ahead of it. Elevant in the room, I'll address it. It's been a couple weeks since I put an episode out. If you've been paying attention to the second string pod, haven't put one of those out either in at least like a week and a half, two weeks. I've been on a hiatus. I got a reason for it. You might be thinking, why are you going on a hiatus at probably the most critical time of the year? The first few weeks of football season, MSU is fucking cooking. Michigan's fucking cooking. The Lions are terrible. How could you possibly go on a hiatus with all that going on? And you're right. You're right. I'm I'm fucking pissed I had to go on a hiatus. I'm bummed. I didn't want to go on the hiatus. I spent the last episode I recorded, I spent half the fucking time talking about how football season is the reason I, I wanted to start this podcast, talking about how I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this season, for the fans to be back, for Mel Tucker to have some momentum the Lions to have a regime that I don't want to strangle. I've been waiting for this specific football season to get underway for what feels like, I know they had football last year, but it doesn't even feel like it counts. doesn't even feel like it fucking was something that happened that I, I even cared about. I've been waiting for this season and then it, here it comes and I hit a hiatus. I hear you guys. I understand the frustration. I'm frustrated. So let me explain. I uh last last episode didn't come out last week, came out the week before. <coughs> I still got <coughs> you can hear the remnants of a cock. I got sick. Cock of a cough. I got sick, guys. I got sick. Not sure. According to the doctors, got tested for COVID. Wasn't COVID. According to the tests, wasn't COVID. That said. No fucking clue what it was. I was dead, um, had a headache, had a cough that was like you just heard it a little bit like that. <laughs> and those will come out, but a cough to the point of like, I can't even speak. I can't speak for over like three words without coughing. I had a little tough time breathing where it was like uh, like a deep breath was like a 30% breath. Like I just couldn't get a whole lot of air in the system. It was screaming COVID. Every symptom I had fucking screamed COVID. Test said it wasn't COVID. I don't know what it was, but I didn't have the brain power to think, didn't have the brain power to speak and talk and form sentences and ideas that I wanted to convey to you guys. Um, I couldn't, even if I fucking wanted to, even if my brain allowed me to, I couldn't. Every time I started talking after like the third word, just incessant coughing. I tried, believe me, multiple days, especially after the first like week, multiple days I tried. I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm feeling a little better. I know what I want to talk about. Like the head's not bothering me. Fuck it. Let's try to record. I'd sit down to record. I'm a minute in and half of it's just been me coughing, like violent coughing too. Not like the, uh like violent in your face, is there a frog living in this guy's lungs? Like, is he going to die type coughing? 
and I scrapped it. I mean, nobody wants to listen to that shit. Nobody wants to listen to anybody coughing, let alone turn on a podcast and it's just somebody coughing. You don't want to accidentally, like when you're shopping for your tomatoes at the grocery store, you're picking them up, feeling them. Oh, did they put the best ones at the front? You like three rows down, you don't want to hear me cough, right? You're sitting on an airplane, you're flying to Miami. I'm 20 rows in front of you. You don't want to hear me cough. You sure as fuck don't want to turn on a podcast just to hear me cough. That makes no sense. Nobody on earth wants to do that. So I didn't do anything. Didn't do any podcasts, total hiatus, went like a week and a half, almost two weeks now without recording anything, without putting anything out. Listen, it pissed me off too, because it is prime, 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 prime time to put shit out. Like I've said, I'm a football guy, MSU football, Lions football. That's what makes the world go round for me. Couldn't do anything, missing a window, missing a key window. So I was pissed, but I'm feeling better. Thanks for, thanks for your concern. I'm sure. Everybody's like, damn dude, I don't fuck man. Like, how am I supposed to sleep tonight? Nick's got a cough. He hasn't been feeling well. Listen guys, I'm feeling better. The cough's starting to go away. Like you see, you've heard it's still here a bit, but it's gotten much better. The breathing's getting better. I'm feeling better. I'm excited. I have been counting down the days. Not so what's like, oh, I can go out and do stuff or do this or that. I've been counting down the days where I start to feel better solely so I can start recording podcasts again. There is so much shit that I need to talk about. My God, Michigan State. Are you kidding me? I'm getting sick when they're off to the best start they've had since 2015. And I'm sitting here in my fucking family room, coughing, drinking chicken noodle soup by the gallon. And Michigan State is 3-0. and Are you kidding me? Michigan. I don't care. Fuck them. I hope they lose this Saturday. They're 3-0 too. They're beating teams' asses. I can't talk about it, and I need to talk about it. The Detroit Lions on the flip side, where there is yin, there will be yank. They're 0-2. They're getting embarrassed on a weekly basis. I can't fucking stand watching them play defense. I can't talk about that either. I've had to be silent about that too. That's just unfair. Red Wings, Tigers, Pistons, whatever. I'm watching the Tigers play the White Sox right now. That's a, that's pretty much it as far as those teams are concerned. Um, I watched a little bit of the Red Wings, the Red Wings prospect tournament. Lucas, Lucas Raymond. Woo! He, <coughs> there it is. There's that cough I'm talking about. He is going to be sickening in the winged wheel. I mean, he's disgusting. That goal he scored, he was like on the goal line, ripped it. I don't know if it was the near side post or the far side post, ripped it off the post. Watched a little bit of that, but not a ton of Red Wings. Um, Piston, same shit. They're both right around the corner, though. Like two and a half, three weeks, I think, for both teams until the regular season starts, which is kind of fucking crazy to think about, but I can't wait for them. I cannot wait to cheer on Cade and just – Another team in Detroit where, yeah, the Pistons aren't going to win anything this year. Yeah, they're probably going to be pretty fucking bad. Once again, they're probably going to have a high draft pick when it's all said and done. No doubt. (laughs) No doubt. I'm excited to see a new look team, though. I'm excited to have guys 
that make me want to watch a bad Pistons team. Like, that's fine, dude. Obviously, yeah, I'd prefer the Pistons win. Yeah, it'd be sweet to make the playoffs, win a playoff series, no doubt. I'll take that, though. I'll take that, though. They're going to be bad. Give me a couple guys that make me want to watch a bad team. They fine. Be bad. I want to see what Gade's all about. I want to see what Killian's bringing this year. I want to see if Sadiq and Stu leveled up at all. Like, fine. Be fucking bad. At least they got some guys to look forward to. And the Red Wings, same shit. Red Wings will probably be bad again. Maybe not as bad. But they're not going to make the playoffs. They're not doing anything special. Let's watch. I want to watch Mo Sider. I want to watch Lucas Raymond. Did Valeno get better? Did Zadina get better? Did Dylan Larkin get better? Like, I want to watch these guys play. I know they're not going to win more games than they'll lose. I know they're not going to win a Stanley Cup. They're not going to make the playoffs. I'm not going to be sitting here in fucking June going to games at LCA like Red Wings in seven. I know that shit's not going to happen. Red Wings Pistons, that shit's not going to happen. I don't give a fuck. I just want to watch the young talent, the teams and the guys that in a couple of years when we are in that spot will be the ones leading us to battle. I want to watch those guys play. I want to see if they got better. I want to watch them do cool shit. They're, they're going to lose games. The guys like that, some of these guys on the Pistons, Cade, they're still going to do cool shit. They may lose a ton of games. They're going to do cool shit. They're going to make plays where you're like, oh, oh, wait a second. Oh, my God. We have a guy that can do that? That, like, those moments are going to occur during this Piston and Red Wing seasons. So I'm excited for that. But for now, it's football. I got to talk football. It's been a couple weeks. Um, I'm back now. We'll probably do two a week. We'll probably do this episode. So this episode, I may upload it either Tuesday or Wednesday. I haven't, I'm recording it Tuesday morning. Haven't decided which day I'll put it out, but, uh, we're going to do this episode. I'm going to do another episode of the Detroiter, probably put it out Thursday. Um, or we'll look forward to who the lions play. I'm actually not sure. Or no, the lions play the fucking Ravens. Jesus. So we'll look forward to the Lions and the Ravens and then Michigan State hosting Nebraska and Michigan plays Rutgers, I believe. But today, this week, I've missed the last two weeks. Um, I don't even know if I recorded the last episode. I th- was that after the Northwestern game? I don't even know if I've been on here since the season started. So we got to just talk about everything that's happened, um, whether it is Michigan, Michigan State, Lions, all three of them. I, I, I just got to fucking reverse nature what's the name of that what's that word what's that word like back pay that's not the name of the word i'm thinking of though like fucking not reverse retroactive yes retroactively we got to retroactively talk and look at what msu's done because i don't think anybody even including myself expected it to be to the level that it's been i mean they're not only are they beating northwestern Not only are they beating Miami, they're fucking killing them. We're going to Miami. We're going to the 100-degree weather and the humidity and spanking them, spanking them on their home field. We got to talk about that. We got a fucking Heisman contender that wears the green and white every Saturday. I didn't know that was going to be part of the deal. Michigan, they're beating ass. Western, okay, fine. Um, they killed someone else. NIU this week. Washington, great atmosphere at the big house a couple Saturdays ago. 
and they murdered them too. Washington looked like a junior varsity team. We got to talk Michigan. They've been better, I think most people would agree, than we anticipated, certainly than I gave them credit for on this feed. The Lions fucking suck. Um, I wrote a blog. Yesterday I was pissed. Lost to the Packers on Monday Night Football. I told myself this season with the Lions, it's a rebuild. There's nothing to look forward to. Like best case scenario, they win like six games somehow. There's no reason to be upset. There's no reason to get invested. There's no reason to want to yell at the TV when the defense doesn't perform because you know they're not going to perform. Because even if they did perform, it wouldn't matter and it would it would just lead to a dead-end season that goes nowhere anyways. And yet, there I was on Monday fucking night having a nice day and I'm getting pissed off watching the Detroit Lions submit their sorry-ass fucking excuse for a defense once again. Once a fucking game. I got to talk about it. Nothing against MCDC. I think they've been fine. I actually think Goff's been okay. Uh, uh, okay. Is that the word? Like that feels a little generous even, but I don't think he's been the main issue. The fucking defense. Just when you thought this defense last year, who literally, they couldn't have stopped a milk carton Right when you think they can't possibly be any worse, I think this defense this year may be fucking worse, and I can't stand watching it. So we'll take a quick break. Let's start with we'll start with MSU. We'll start with the positive vibes. We'll do MSU. We'll do Michigan. Maybe we'll take another break, and then we'll do the Lions. But we're gonna do a little season in review. Lions are zero and two. State and Michigan are both three and zero. I haven't been able to talk about them week after week, sadly, because I can't fucking speak without coughing or I haven't been able to. So it's time to rehash everything. I am juiced, juiced to get into it. So we'll take a quick break. Talk some MSU. How about those 3-0 Michigan State Spartans? 3-0. I don't know if there's anybody that expected it. I expected it to a degree. I expected that they'd have a chance. They'd be very much so in the game, in all the games up to this point. People were trying to fucking tell me, going into Northwestern, Northwestern's a good team. Northwestern's going to be a good team this year. going to win eight games. Northwestern's going to play good defense on the football. It's going to be a tough team to beat. MSU, they're, they're, they're the underdogs going into that one. It's going to be a tough game for them to win. What about Northwestern was supposed to make me scared? What about Northwestern caused anyone in their right mind to look at that game and go, oh, oof, tough time for MSU. Their fucking QB stinks. Their defense was a joke. Their offense was a joke. What about that Northwestern team? I understand Northwestern, like pretty good football school. They're usually like good for seven, eight, nine, ten wins. Pretty solid team, no doubt. Pat Fitzgerald, good coach, all that shit. What about Northwestern made people look at that and go, oh, oh, State doesn't have a shot in that one. State, you're counting State as one and oh. I was going on Twitter like State's one and oh. State's gonna go one and oh. State's gonna have a great shot at going one and oh. I got people in Twitter replies like, you're fucking crazy. 
Northwestern's a good team. Like I'd be, they'll be lucky to to have a win before Youngstown. What are you talking about? All these teams were looking at Northwest, or all these people looking at Northwestern like we were playing fucking Bama week one. It's Northwestern, dude. It's Northwestern. Mel Tucker and Michigan State in their worst ever possible season with the worst possible roster. I'm like, yeah, they have a shot to beat Northwestern. Anybody ever, you always have a shot to beat Northwestern. What do you, people were crazy. Like, yeah, Northwestern is going to be pretty good. Be real surprised if state pulls that one out. Okay. They fucking murdered them. How's that? 38, 21 marched into Evanston and murdered them. Curb stomped them. Kenneth Walker, 80 yards of the house. First play of the game. That was the Kenneth Walker coming out party. 264 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, Peyton Thorne just had to take a nap and hand the ball off all night. The defense was good. They stopped the run. They covered fairly well, I would say. There's one thing. As great as the season's gone for MSU so far, there is one complaint I have that I think, I don't know, hopefully they're working to fix it. Or I don't even know. I don't even know if MSU, like the staff, view it as a problem like it almost comes off at times as something they're trying to do and it was super obvious this weekend against Miami which is the secondary the cornerback specifically just play like 15 yards off their guys it's like oh it's third and eight eight that means eight yards and then they get to keep playing offense and the cornerbacks it's like all right um I'm gonna stand 15 yards off my guy He's going to run the 10-yard curl, catch it, get the first down, and then I'll go tackle him. Why? So we're just going to give it up. We're just, all right, third and eight here to have have the first down. Take it. That's the only complaint I've had with this MSU team up until this point as far as something that I've noticed every game and something that it hasn't really bit them in the ass yet, but it's something that feels like it, it will bite them in the ass. Like, you can't play defense. You can't play cornerback. You can't run a secondary where the main ideology and the belief and, like, how you do things is, yeah, just let them catch it for eight yards every fucking time. You, you, you just can't. That's the antithesis of the point of defense. The entire objective of defense is to disallow the other team from gaining yards. So when you implement a policy, that's, that's fine. It's third and 10. That's fine. Stand 20 yards away. Let them get the first down and tackle them. That is the exact opposite of the objective of defense. I fucking hate watching it. I couldn't stand it against Miami. That number 11 kid Rambo, I think his name was uh, for Miami this week. The kid fucking set a record. The kid set a record. Most receptions in a game. And you know what he got? 20 of the 20, however many he had on? Eight-yard curls. Because he looked at the corner and he's like, these guys just don't guard me. These guys, Unless I go straight, unless I go deep, these guys just like leave me alone and allow me to catch footballs. Guy set a fucking record. Obviously didn't matter. They only scored 17. They got embarrassed on national television. They got fucking punked by Michigan State, by a far superior Michigan State team. Didn't really matter, but it kind of does, to me at least. Because you're going to play teams 
where they are like, okay, all right, if they let us take eight yards, if we can run an eight-yard hitch every single play, and then once we get inside the 10-yard line, we got to figure something else out, we'll run an eight-yard hitch every single play until we get inside the 10-yard line, and then we'll figure something else out. Like, you will face a team that will do that, MSU. That's the one thing that's bothered me about this team. But let's not talk about the negatives. Everything's been so great. Kenneth Walker has been a revelation. I knew <laughs> from the limited <laughs> the limited tape I saw on him, I knew he was a solid player. I thought he was more of like a power back, like third and two, give it to Kenneth Walker. He'll drag a couple of guys. Didn't know he could run like he can. Didn't know he made people miss. Just fucking Barry Sanders looking ass with it. Like, he actually reminds me of Saquon. I said that uh, to one of my buddies after the Youngstown game. It's like, this is going to be fucking crazy. Like, I know I'm a state guy. I know I've been high on the state team even before the season. The five-and-a-half win total was a ridiculously low number. Like I said, all these people saying, you think they're going to beat Northwestern? How are they going to do that? You think they're going to beat Miami? How are they going to do that? All the people that were writing them off saying they got no chance to beat these mediocre-ass teams, those people I knew were fucking crazy too. I didn't know Kenneth Walker was packing the heat. I said to my buddy, I'm like, I know I'm high on state. I know I'm a little bit of a homer, but this guy, like, no bias when I say this. This dude reminds me of Saquon Barkley. Just the way he, like, makes people miss. Every time you think you have him, oop, not quite. Never gets tackled by the first guy. If you dive at his legs, you're gone. You're in the dirt. He's past you. You need to hit him square and wrap up, and even then he's probably going to break the tackle because he is strong as fuck. Like, Kenneth Walker is, I don't want to say the best player I've seen at MSU since the playoff year. But like him and Bocce, Aaron Burbridge, Kenny Willekes' junior year, Shalit Calhoun, Malik McDowell that 2015 year, like Connor Cook maybe, LJ Scott a little bit his freshman year. Like Kenneth Walker is noticeable. He's noticeable. Not that many times. Like there have been some solid MSU teams. Not many times, and even on the college football playoff team and the Rose Bowl team and the Cotton Bowl team, not many times are you watching State and they got guys where you're like, oh, wait a second. Wait a second. This number nine dude is just better than everybody else who's playing right now. Not often does that happen at MSU. Happens at places like Ohio State a lot. Even Michigan get a few guys like that where you're like, oh, man, this dude's a lot better than everyone. I, I don't have many recollections of that at all. Watching a guy at play for state where it's like, wait, state has the best player in the game. State's running back is just the best player on the field at all times. That's what Kenneth Walker is. This guy's fucking incredible. He is fucking incredible. I know the O-line's been pretty good this year. Didn't look great against Miami, to be honest with you. But I think part of that is, like, whatever their PFF ranking is, all the praises for the O-line, I think a lot of that is Kenneth Walker. You just give him the ball and something good's going to happen. You give him the ball, 
he like he's so fucking good at running back. He almost creates blocking. He 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 decides where the hole is. All right, play supposed to go to the right. Everybody's blown off the ball. It's jammed up. It's clogged. I'm gonna just cut it back left. Go for 20 yards. All of a sudden, it's a genius play. All of a sudden, it's a wow. That's a great play call. Great blocking. No, it's not. The blocking was terrible. Kenneth Walker just changed the play on the fly. Kenneth Walker just made lemons out of lemonade on the fucking fly. No, it wasn't good blocking. Play was supposed to go to like half the time he cuts it back. It's like that wasn't good by the O line. The center and the left guard got fucking blown off the ball, but Kenneth Walker's so good. He juked the guy in the backfield and ran for eight yards. And it's like, oh, good play. No, it wasn't a good play. Good player. Elite talent in the backfield. Yeah. Not a good play, though. He's incredible. He's fun to watch. He's important for MSU. Like, if they don't have him up until this point, I don't think State's 3-0. and And that, again, like kind of a crazy thing to say about a running back. To say about a position that we've become, especially at the NFL level, we've become so programmed to think like, oh, you can replace them. Running backs, who gives a fuck? Like, a good... <laughs> A good running back's like barely better than a pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't need the the electric electric running back to be a good team. Your backup running back's probably closer to your starting running back's talent level than you think. <clears throat> I don't think that's the case in East Lansing right now. Kenneth Walker is a Heisman front runner. He should be. He deserves to be a Heisman front runner. Um, like again against Northwestern. He's starting to hit the point, too, now where I don't care who we're playing. Northwestern, Youngstown State, fucking Nebraska this weekend. I'm going to expect Kenneth Walker to go for, like, 150 and a touchdown. I expect him to just not be able to, like, I, I expect Northwestern, I mean, Nebraska, to not be able to handle him. I expect Kenneth Walker to be a, a, the reason, the prime reason, we score 30-plus points again. I expect Kenneth Walker to be a prime reason of why we win the game Saturday. Like he's entering that echelon where it's like, no, he's a guy. He's a stud. Like we have Kenneth Walker playing. That's going to make it a lot tougher for Nebraska to pull off an upset Saturday. He's unbelievable. The defense, other than the uh, secondary, like I said, I think the defense has been better than expected. They've stopped the run very nicely. Like the front four, Drew Beasley's been good. Um, who's the other guy? Panashuk's been good. Petrowski, I think that's his name, has been good. But you look at the front four for State, nothing, like no world beaters. They don't have an Aiden Hutchinson who's been dominant for Michigan. Like We don't have a Chase Young. We don't have Shalit Calhoun. They, they've just figured it out. They stopped the run. It's been a team game. And here and there when we need a big play, someone comes up big. Drew Beasley, huge. Forced fumble by Beasley against Miami Saturday. Petrowski had a nice day against Youngstown State. Like, they're not fucking dominating the game. They're not doing what Kenneth Walker does and jumping off the TV screen at you. They're doing their jobs. They're doing what they're needed to do for the defense to be successful. And then here and there, when we need a big play, someone steps up. They've been awesome. Linebackers, Quavarius Crouch is sick. 
guy's absurdly athletic. There was a play um, this weekend where he like chased down Dorit King to the sideline, and I was like, holy shit, this guy's fucking nuts. He's been good. The linebackers, the safeties, Xavier Henderson and Angelo Gross. Angelo Gross had a nice interception this weekend. Xavier Henderson I saw is ranked like the second or the third safety in PFF. Guy's a stud NFL player. Like the D, it's just been good. Every every way you look, every position group you look at with MSU right now is better than it was anticipated to be. I think even better than people like me, like even guys that were optimists saying, hey, don't be surprised if State wins seven or eight games this year. Better than you could, better than like I imagined. I didn't think the defense would hold Miami to 17. Are you kidding me? That's an incredible performance. I didn't think the defense would hold Northwestern to 21, 14 before a garbage time touchdown in the opening week. That's a good performance. Like, let's see what happens. Obviously, Youngstown State's trash. We play Nebraska this week. They're not so great. Like, let's see. Let's play Ohio State. Let's see what happens against Michigan. Let's play Wisconsin. Let's play Penn State. Let's play some of these better teams. I want to see what the defense does then. I mean, Miami was kind of the first glimpse at that. When Miami gets talked about and why are they ranked? Why are they good? Why is this a big game? Because they got Dariq King. They got playmakers on the outside. They have talent on offense. They're an offensively gifted team. They have the potential and they have the ability to score points fairly easily. We held them the 17 on their field. Made it look pretty fucking easy, too. Yeah, there were some big turnovers, but that's part of playing defense, dude. Fucking forcing turnovers. Best defenses in the NFL and college, they force turnovers. Their pass rushers get to the QB and strip the football. Their safeties read quarterback's eyes, come over and intercept passes. That's what they fucking do. O-line, I think, has been great. Peyton Thorne's had some time. Again, Miami is the first hesitation I'd have with the O-line. First two games, they were great. Middle of the O-line, I thought, was getting worked a bit against Miami. Um, anytime we tried to run it between the tackles, anytime Peyton Thorne, it was a longer developing pass play, tried to step up, didn't work. The tackles, the guards, and the centers were getting blown up a bit. A couple run plays, I remember, were the entire play just gets fucked up and derailed because the center gets pushed five yards in the backfield. Uh, figure that out. Figure that out. You can't have the interior of your offensive line getting fucking dummied and expect to keep winning games. Again, like, thank God, Kenneth Walker, you can just give it to him and say, hey, listen, hole's supposed to be up the middle. These guys are getting their lunch money taken. You might have to just sprint to the outside. Thank God we can do that but we got to fix that. The wideouts have been great. Naylor and Jaden Reed outside of Ohio State, I think would play anywhere in the conference. Those guys are awesome. Mismatches, can't guard them one-on-one. They get open, they get in space, they're going to make plays. Been a a treat. Trey Mosley even, the third wideout, he's been fun to watch. I think the wideouts are still, I said it before the season, I think they're still the best position group on this team. And Peyton Thorne, man. How can you not be happy with what he's done? I mean, he's been awesome. He's been awesome. Hasn't turned the ball over. He hasn't done anything 
like Michael Vick fucking 2004 running at 80 yards of the house. Like he hasn't done anything totally mind blowing where you're like, holy shit, this guy's going to, you know, he's going to change the ceiling of this team, but he's done everything that we've needed him to. He's been exactly what state needs. He's been the reason why he won the job. He knows the offense, right? He knows the playbook. He knows where the ball's supposed to go. He knows who's going to be open on which plays, right? He's He knows the pass protections. He's got good chemistry with the receivers. If they're open, he'll hit them. It's a nice throw he made to Naylor this week. He was wide open, far side of the field. Took a little bit of arm strength. Like, he's not, <laughs> he's not Trevor Lawrence with it, right? He's not going to chuck that bitch 70 yards by any means. But, like, if you're open, he'll find you and he'll throw it to you. He's accurate. He takes care of the ball. He's smart. And when shit breaks down, he can make plays with his legs. He did that this week again against Miami. There was a third down where it's like third and eight or something. Big, big third down. Fourth quarter, Miami was starting to gain some momentum. Like, hey, Peyton, like, we fucking need a first down here. Tucks that thing, runs it for like 30 yards. Just all the wind out of the Miami sails. That's why I love him. I said it before the season. I said it when they announced them. I love the dual threat factor. I think especially at college, like you got to run a little bit, especially when plays break down. You got to run a little bit. You got to have some kind of athlete to you in the pocket, escaping pressure, making plays a little bit. I think Peyton Thorne's got more than a little bit, and it's shown. I think it's going to continue to show. I honestly wouldn't be surprised too if, with Kenneth Walker, just the like threat that he is, if they don't go more and more read option, Payne Thorne tucks it, the whole defense and their grandmothers run with Kenneth Walker, and all of a sudden Payne Thorne's walking into the end zone. I wouldn't be surprised if more of that got involved in the offense. Um, I wouldn't even be surprised if they told them more like, dude, when you throw the ball, when you drop back to pass, like if no one's there, fucking run. Like you're fast. You will outrun defensive linemen. And you will outrun linebackers. Like, just run it, dude. If it's third and like 10 or fewer, nothing's there. Tuck that bitch. You're going to get a first down. Tuck that bitch. He did it a couple times against Miami, and it was good to see. I think he'll do it more, but I love Peyton Thorne, man. He's exactly what the doctor ordered. And that's the scary thing. If he can level it up, like if it becomes Peyton Thorne not only is doing what's asked of them and kind of the bare, the bare minimum. If it becomes Peyton Thorne's making plays out of nothing, Peyton Thorne's making throws you can't believe, Peyton Thorne's using his legs to break the game, State becomes a scary team. You pair that with Kenneth Walker, scary boy hours. Scary fucking boy hours. But it's been incredible to watch. Mel Tucker, this turnaround he's done – We'll see again, obviously. We're only three games in. Things can change. But up until this point, masterful work. The transfers is seemingly everybody's contributing in bigger ways than we expected. The guys that returned are playing. We got freshmen chipping in. It's a beautiful thing to watch. The team plays hard. They tackle well. They play stout defense. They move the ball on offense, which is refreshing to see like even in the Miami game, when the first half was kind of slow and we couldn't score, they're still picking up first downs. They're running the ball like 
the the way the plays are being called, you can see there's a logic to it. Like they started calling screens into Miami's pressures. It's just brilliant to watch. And I, I seven eight games is what I said. Still eight games, nine games, probably the 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 ceiling for this squad. But dude, Ohio State struggling. Like you look around the Big Ten and it's. All right, so it's Michigan and Michigan State and maybe Ohio State and Penn State. Okay, fuck it. Let's go. We can beat Michigan. Why wouldn't we be able to beat Michigan? We can beat Penn State. Why wouldn't we be able to beat Penn State? We can beat Ohio State. They almost just lost to fucking – who was it? Not Toledo. Some small school this week. We can beat them too, dude. It's an exciting time to be an MSU fan. Quick break. Um, let's talk about Michigan. They're off to a hot start, too. Let's talk some Michigan football. Let's do it. Fuck it. I don't care. Pains me a bit to, to just the fact that the whole point of this conversation, this topic, is that they're 3-0, and that they've exceeded expectations just as much as MSU, I think you could say. Um Let's talk Michigan. They beat the piss out of Western. They beat the piss out of Washington at home. Night game, ESPN, Kirk, Kirk. I know it wasn't Kirk. It was Sean McDonough. Either way, big game, night game. Um, The maze out was fucking sick. I'll give them that. And then they beat the piss this weekend out of Northern Illinois. Rocky Lombardi, many thought. The the man who built the big house, Rocky Lombardi, may come back into Ann Arbor for old time's sake, wearing different colors, but he's that same fighter. For old time's sake, might put Ann Arbor on notice. Might embarrass Michigan one last time. For old time's sake, not the case. Rocky got uh, his teeth punched into his skull. Punched so far into his skull that they entered his brain and NIU was dead on impact. Michigan's a good football team. There. I said it. I don't give a fuck. Michigan's a good football team. Now, that being said, I don't think they're going to win the Natty. Don't think they're going to find out where Indy is this year. Um, I still anticipate them getting worked by Ohio State. I think Michigan State will beat them. I think Penn State will beat them. They play Wisconsin. Their first – well, not their first. Their next big – big kind of measuring stick game like how for real are they they play with (laughs) wisconsin in camp randall in like two or three weeks that's going to be a huge game that's going to be the game where it's like all right michigan's either good or it's michigan right michigan's either like for real maybe going to do something this year or they do what michigan does which is curb stomp the bad teams lose to the good ones but up to this point, you got to give Harbaugh credit. They're much, much better than I think anybody. Same shit. Like, I'm not a Michigan fan. I'm not, I wasn't singing the praises of U of M before this year. But even the most optimistic, the most hopeful Michigan fan coming into this year, what Michigan's done so far has to beat those expectations. Has to. There's nobody out there that expected them to just shit pump Washington week two 
as bad as Washington is, as unwatchable and just dysfunctional. I mean, they fucking suck. Washington sucks. You think you've seen a bad team? You think, oh, Northwestern sucks. Oh, Miami sucks. Oh, NIU, Western, whoever you want to say sucks. Washington fucking sucks. Like, that's the worst football team I've ever seen play. Their offense, I mean, everybody said this. It The only thing I could think of while I was watching that game were those, like, end-of-the-line <laughs> D'Antonio-era offenses. 2018, 2019 MSU, where it's like, dude, I don't even want to be on offense. Where it's, I'm watching a sport where the point of the sport is to be on offense so you can score points and win the game, which is why you're playing the game. I don't even want to get the ball. I like when my team plays defense more. That's what Washington was. Like, I don't even, Washington's got the ball. All right. Well, well, I'm going to just scan for a bit, see if any other games are on. Because I can't fucking put myself through it. I'm going to make my eyes bleed if I have to watch Washington run the offense one more time. That said, Washington's defense, pretty good. They're still Washington. Like, they got some talented guys. That still has to count for something. As big of a joke as they are, as bad as they are, they're still one of the big boys in the Pac-12. They still harvest talent from the Western Seaboard. They still have been in big games not long ago. They're still Washington. That still qualifies as a big game. Yeah, they fucking suck. Yeah, that offense shouldn't score a point throughout the entire season. Still a big game. Michigan still manhandled them when I'm sure people were still picking against them. People knew Washington sucked. People knew they had no business being in the big house that night. People were still picking against them. Why? Because Harbaugh's proven or Harbaugh has the track record, has the narrative, has the reputation of, oh, he can't win the big game. Oh, Washington's going to come night game, maze out at the big house. That's a prototype Harbaugh loss. People still were picking Washington, and Michigan fucking waxed them. Credit where credit's due. Credit where credit is due. And there are all the revisionist history now, of course. Of course, because this is why college football exists. There's all the revisionist history. Oh, Washington sucks. That game's meaningless. That wasn't a big game. Do you see their offense? Yeah, I know. I agreed. Washington does suck. But you can't change the narrative after the res- after the result just because you don't like the result right if washington they have the worst fucking team or the worst fucking offense i've ever seen if washington somehow won that game it's a oh, harbaugh can't win the big game harbaugh can't beat the teams he needs to beat can't win the big ones but the moment michigan beats them ah it wasn't a big one ah what no nah no, that can't be a big game. Washington's offense is bad. Ah, uh, can't be a big game. Don't change the fucking narrative. Michigan whooped they ass and has whooped two other, eh, who cares, teams' asses as well. Michigan's a good football team right now. Cade McNamara, similar to Peyton, what they do. <clears throat> I think Peyton Thorne's the better football player. That's not the debate. <clears throat> but Cade does the same thing. 
They ask him, Cade, you're going to hand the ball off 40 times. You're going to clap your hands in the huddle, right? You're going to look pretty. You're going to smile at the crowd. You're going to date a cheerleader. That's it. (laughs) That's all you're going to do as quarterback at U of M. You're not going to throw the ball. You're not going to celebrate touchdowns because you're never going to contribute to them. Right? Don't even bother learning the names of wide receivers because it won't matter. You're going to hand it off. You're going to dump it off to the tight end like six times a game. We're all going to go home. That's all they need him to do, and he's been great at it. He's similar to Peyton, taking care of the football. When they need him to make throws, he's delivered. Not that they've needed him to make many throws many times, but when they've asked him to, when they've said, hey, Cade, hey, big fella, warm up that arm. It's going to be more than a handoff this time. It's going to be like a five-yard handoff. Just think about it that way. He's been good. He can make a couple plays with his legs. He's a leader, keeps him on track. And when you run the football like Michigan's ran it, you could have a fucking mop handle playing quarterback. That's the beauty of what Michigan's doing right now. You could have a mop handle play quarterback for that team. Just hand the fucking ball off and you win by 30. Simple. Defense has been real good too at Michigan. I know they got rid of Don Brown. I can't remember who their new DC is. They were talking about him on that broadcast. I can't remember who he is. He's been awesome too. Their defense, again, it's tougher to gauge. I watched a little bit of the Western game week one, not a ton. I watched that Washington game. Like the defense looked great, obviously. Aiden Hutchinson's a fucking animal. That dude worries me. He is one of the guys. I will say, like, not a ton about Michigan, even though Michigan's good. They're 3-0. and They're contending for the big as it stands right now. It seems like the Big Ten East is going to be Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State. Michigan will be in the mix. As good as they've been and all that stuff, not many people on their team worry me. Like, Cade, not worried. Their run game, as good as it's been, not really worried from a Michigan State perspective. Aiden Hutchinson, worried. Worried, for sure. That guy's a freak. That guy dominates games. That guy is the best player on the field at the most important position on the field. Scares me. He's been a freak. Dax Hill at the safety position, that dude's a freak. He's just one of those guys that I love. My favorite type of defensive player, one of those guys that's just in on all the plays. Feels like he makes 40 tackles a game. When you throw it his way, he's in great position always. He's just a a football player. He's just a savage. He's just a ball player. I played with a kid like him in high school who was a safety. Felt like he made 40 tackles a game. States had those guys. They have a guy like that now, Xavier Henderson. Just like all over the field, tackling people in the open field, intercepting passes, knocking dudes out in the secondary. Just a ball player. Dax Hill scares me a little bit as well. But that defense been real nice. It's tough to gauge because Western probably not like a high-powered offense, right? NIU, I mean, they're fucking QBs, Rocky Lombardi. That kind of speaks for itself. And then Washington is the worst offense I've seen since those Michigan State teams. So it's tough to say, yeah, wow, you know, defense is scary. This defense could shut down a freight train. Or is it? All right, the defense is good. Yeah, defense is solid. Like they'll, it's if you're bad, if you're a bad team with a bad offense, you're going to struggle to score 
on Michigan State's defense. Like, is that kind of where we're at? <clears throat> That's the trouble I'm having now. Like, I don't know how to decipher it. Is it this defense is electric and makes everybody look bad? Or if you are bad, this defense will will do their job. They'll make it very difficult for you to score. Either way, it looks good. It looks good. Like, no conjecture involved. Not saying, oh, they played bad teams or good teams. Just based on what we have seen, the defense at U of M looks good. I I am praying, I am praying that Michigan and Michigan State are both seven and zero on Halloween. Oh my God, dude! We when's the last time we've had a game like that? When's the last time the Michigan Michigan State game has been like, fucking let's go, like all the stakes, all the chips. All the marbles pushed into the center for this game. When's the last time? 2015? Trouble with the snap? And that wasn't even like an all-in high-stakes season for Michigan. That was Harbaugh's first year. They were good. I think they were like 6-1. and one. State was 7-0, and oh, ranked highly. Like they were, State was in an all-or-nothing year. Is that the last time that matchup's been like, let's fucking go? At, since then, every year, it feels like one of the teams isn't as good. I cannot wait. I think even if State loses a game or two or Michigan does, I can't wait for that game because I do think, even though six State beating Michigan last year, I do think this is the best both teams have been simultaneously in a long time. Probably, you know, that's kind of on State, but I can't wait. Michigan's been great. They've they've exceeded expectation. They've been far better than I thought they'd be. Again, I still think their cap's probably eight, nine games. I still think <laughs> that's where it maxes out. They'll lose some games. Like, they're not beating Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State and Wisconsin. That's just not going to happen. Probably going to lose two of those games, I would guess, if not more. But they've been great so far. It's been fun to watch, dude. I, we've said this a bunch, and I always feel this during basketball season, especially because State and Michigan – Two of the better basketball programs in the country, but man, I love, I love when both of these teams are good. And this time it's football. Hasn't been that way for a while. I love when every Monday you can go onto Twitter and people are arguing who's better between an undefeated state team, undefeated Michigan team. I fucking love it. Who's got the better running back? Blake Corum, who's sick, by the way, or Kenneth Walker, who's better. I'm sorry, but fact, I love it. I love it. Can't wait till October 30th. Can't fucking wait, baby. Um, Michigan plays Rutgers this week. Like this will be the, the next, let's see. It's not, it's not the Wisconsin game, but like Rutgers solid team. They're undefeated too. They've gotten a lot better, like solid team. They know how to run offense. They're able to score points. Like if Michigan plugs Rutgers this week, the Michigan defense comes out and dominates Rutgers this week, then you can, I think, time to raise the alarm like, uh-oh, Michigan's defense is going to be a fucking issue. Because Rutgers can score. Rutgers has athletes. Like, they're not Ohio State. They're not going to put up a 60-piece, but they'll score some points. We'll see. All right, quick break, and then we'll talk about the Lions and call it a day. Fucking, I hate the Lions. <laughs> Here's where I am with the Lions. Simple. Very simple. 
0-2. Don't expect shit. Um, honestly, expect worse than shit. Expect whatever you expected. Fucking <laughs> bury that in cow turds and expect that. Goff, whatever. The defense sucks. Um, MCDC, Brad Holmes, great guys, say the right things, good energy, all that stuff. Whatever. The offense, the weapons, whatever. I mean, like Swift and Hawk, solid players. After them, whatever. That's kind of where I'm at. It fucking sucks, man. It sucks. We're in week two, or we just finished week two. Going on to week three. Here I am, talking about my favorite team. Talking about the one team that I will tune into their games every week. The one team that has a direct effect on my happiness based on their level play, level of play on a week-to-week basis. Here I am, after two weeks out of 17, and I'm... It's mailed in. It's mailed in. I don't have expectations. I don't have hopes and dreams. Are you fucking kidding me? Hopes and dreams are for Patriots fans. Hopes and dreams are for Chiefs fans. I don't have that shit. We're two weeks in. And it's, well, well maybe, maybe they'll be a little bit better next year. We're two weeks in. And that's my attitude. Two weeks in. Well, golf's all right, I guess. Golf makes a couple throws that make watching the game worthwhile. Hawk's pretty good. Swift will do some things that make you go, oh. Other than that, maybe next year. It's so depressing going into football season year after year after year. And it's like, is next year here yet? Every fucking season. I'm 24 years old. Every season of my life. Next season, when's the next season start? Are we going to have a quarterback that year? Is the defense going to be able to stop my fucking nephew's three-year-old Pop Warner team? Would would uh, an, a stationary object... Would the linebackers on our team be able to tackle a fucking traffic cone? If not, let's fast forward to the year after that then. And the year after that. And the year after that. This team, I mean, to some extent, like, it's not their fault, even though it is because they're the ones playing. And the reason we're so bad is because they're the ones playing. So it is technically directly their fault. But at the same time, it's like letting a baby drive a car. Yeah, no shit, it's not going to work out. Yeah. Oh, don't act surprised when the car ends up in a fucking ditch because you let the baby drive it. That's what's going on. And it's not baby driver. Don't get that confused. Uh, It's not a world-class escape artist baby driver played by Ansel Elgzort or whatever his name is. He's not the one driving the car. I'm saying a literal baby, an infant toddler. That sucks on his binky 12 hours a day. That's what we got driving the car. This thing's halfway down into the ditch. This thing, it's the Michael Scott GPS. Turn left now. There's a lake there, and we turn into the lake anyway. 
I can't, I can't explain. I said this on Twitter yesterday during the game. I can't explain. I can't put in the Twitter words. I can't put in, I don't even know in the audio words. I can't explain how frustrating it is being a Lions fan, how frustrating it is season after season after season after season after fucking season after goddamn season of just like, not like whatever, who cares? No expectation, no anticipation of winning, no like, oh, are we going to win 10 games this year? No like wanderlust of like what the season holds. None of that. For 24 years, you go into the season, you know it's going to be bad. It's worse than whatever you thought it was. You tell yourself next year is going to be better, and it never fucking is. 24 years. And this season couldn't be more perfectly slotted into that category of football watching. Got their asses kicked by the Niners. Yeah, they came back. Yeah, it was close. Yeah, they got two onside kicks. Yeah, the, the fucking score looked good. They got their asses kicked. I almost hate that they came back and made that game interesting because they deserve to get their asses kicked. They deserve to lose by 50. They deserve to be maximum embarrassed. You open up the fucking a new regime, the new season. Fans haven't been in the building in two years in a football city like Detroit, Michigan, you open it up and you lay that egg. That's the turd you lay against the San Francisco 49ers. Like fine team. They're not the Kansas city chiefs. You're not playing the Baltimore Ravens. You have to play those guys this week. And we're going to lose by a fucking million. That's the egg you lay against the Niners. Jimmy G you make Jimmy G look like Joe Montana mixed with fucking Cam Newton. Can't, can't do it. Just can't do it. Listen, we knew it was going to be bad. I knew it was going to be bad. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Didn't think it'd be this bad. Figured, eh, well, the offensive line will be good, which they have been. Penny's been great, which is awesome. Offensive line will be good. They'll run the football a little bit, which we, eh, eh. To some extent, not great, not terrible. Jared Goff, he's been in the Super Bowl. He'll be all right. Like, he can't be that bad. Eh. He's made a couple throws. He's made a few plays. He, he had the one to Hawk to, or, uh, yesterday against the Packers. That was a dime. Great throw. Not a lot of guys can make that throw. But then he's got plays where the football's like a diaper baby wearing a greased monkey. And he's dropping that thing all over the field. Excuse me. He makes that hawk throw. And then he puts the ball on the ground like fumbles are good. Got no mobility in the pocket. If anybody gets free, it's an automatic sack. He makes poor decisions from time to time. There was a third or uh, that fourth down we went for. Ran curls. Two guys, Swift, and it was either uh, Khalif Raymond or St. Brown. Both. Two guys wide open in the middle of the field. Easy five-yard pickup, first down, keep the chains moving, keep the game close, keep it interesting, keep whatever semblance of momentum we have on our side. 
nah, let's throw it to the wide side of the field all the way to the bottom to the covered Quintez Cephas, knocked away, turnover, game. Never looked back from there, Green Bay did. I know golf's not Stafford. I know the O-line's not that Cowboys O-line with DeMarco Murray. I know the weapons, the wideouts, sure, Hawks fine. I know they're not a fucking all-star crew of receivers. I know the defense isn't going to be great. I know they don't have playmakers. You figure it'd be better. You figure it would be better. I mean, how could you possibly get fucking worse from last year? How could you possibly manage that? How? You shouldn't be able to. That shouldn't be possible. That defense last year was the biggest fucking joke I've ever seen with my own two eyes. And the defense this year may be worse. It's honestly to the point that they don't seem to understand the objective of defense is disallowing the other team from scoring points. It's like the guys don't get that. I don't know if it's the guys calling the defense. The guys, certainly, some of it is the guys performing the defense. That fucking golden boy, Alex Anzalone, that guy's the worst football player I've ever seen. That guy can't tackle anybody. He never knows where the ball is going. God forbid he covers somebody. He is the worst fucking football player I've seen in my life, and he's the starting linebacker for the Detroit Lions. Why do we have guys like that? Why do the Lions have guys that could be viewed as one of the worst in the league at their job starting? I don't want to, like, don't ever let me see what the practice squad looks like. Who Who is the practice squad linebacker? Cheeseburger fucking Eddie? <laughs> Honestly, who's the, who, who? Some kid from a from Macomb Community College that like is bored on the weekends decide to try out. He's the practice squad linebacker. Who's on the practice squad if those bums are the starters? It's amazing. Got rid of Tavai. I said it when that loser left. How do you have so many guys on an NFL roster that are slow, weak? undersized, dumb, don't know where the ball is, don't understand how offenses work, can't cover anybody, can't stop the run. How do you have so many guys on an NFL defense that can't do anything, anything, not one single thing good? How do you have so many guys that are bad at everything that their job description entails? You got an accountant that can't do addition, subtraction, multiplication, or division, and he can't work a computer either. How are you an accountant then? How is Alex Anzalone a linebacker? He guesses which way the ball's going every play, even if by the grace of God, by some miracle, a hand comes out of the clouds and reaches down and guides him to the hole where the ball's going. God forbid he gets there, he can't make a tackle. He can't cover anyone, tight end, running back, fullback, the left fucking guard, you name it, can't cover him. What's he doing here? What is it that he does? You can't find anyone to replace that guy? Listen, lines are 0-2. 
We knew it was going to be bad. I'm trying not to get angry. I have my eyes closed. I'm breathing deeply. We knew it was going to be bad. I just, I'm so fed up with it being uncompetitive. I'm so fed up with it being the same problems. Like Dan Campbell, love the guy to death. I'm still in on Dan. Obviously, he's got a long road ahead. Like you had to know this defense was a joke when you when you started the job. When you studied the team from last year, the first thing that jumped out of you had to be that this defense couldn't stop your daughter's field hockey team. We made no changes. Just brought everyone back. Yeah, Jamie Collins, come on back. You can't stop anything. You'd be great. Come on. Trey Flowers, you make $15 million and you sack the quarterback once a year. You're going to be awesome. You're going to fit right in. Alex Anzalone, you haven't touched a field since Hurricane Katrina. How would you like to be the starting linebacker? Like, what are we doing? I get it. The cupboards are bare. I get it. We don't have a ton of talent. The roster's bad. This is year one. They need a couple drafts. Free agency exists. Finding guys exists. Undrafted free agents exist. We made no improvements. We brought back all these same guys. And at least if you're going to bring back the same guys, you better be just convinced that guys are making progress. Guys are getting faster, getting stronger, learning the playbook. They want to be here. They want to improve. They don't want to be the worst defense in the NFL by far again. Not the case, apparently. I can't believe I can't believe before the season I sat here and gave a spiel where I was like, hey man. Hey, man, if you can run the ball, Jared Goff's been to a Super Bowl. If you got a good O-line, which we're supposed to have, and you can run the ball, the Lions shouldn't be that bad. They should still be able to win five or six games. What a fucking dumb thing to say. Hey, dummy, defense is part of the game. I, watching that game against the Packers last night, I wanted to rip my eyes out of their sockets anytime Rodgers got the ball. Like, that's what I'm saying. Aaron Rodgers, the narrative around the Packers and Rodgers went from, oh, man, Aaron Rodgers is just waiting for Jeopardy to call. He's tired of being in Green Bay. He doesn't really want to play anymore. His heart's not in it, too. The Packers are back. Rodgers and the Packers figured it out. Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Matt LaFleur, like the NFC North, is these, there's the lose now because they got to play the Detroit Lions. They didn't magically figure it all out. Aaron Rodgers didn't decide, oh, you know what? Um, I'm going to be good again. No. They got to play the Lions. Every fucking year, and the Lions pooped themselves. First, first half was great. What's a Okay, great, cool. Good first half. You got fucking embarrassed in the second. Defense can't stop anyone. I think I remember before the game was over, after that fourth down, the game was over. Before that point, I think we made him punt a single time. Um, pathetic. Never going to win like that. This defense. <sighs> getting angry. This defense. I don't even know where to start, dude. 
You need defensive linemen. You need linebackers so bad. You need linebackers. You need every position in the secondary. You need a heart. Need new water boys. (laughs) New people to fucking do the defense's laundry. Everything new. I know. I know. We knew they were going to be bad. Did not think they'd be this bad. And it is very difficult to come to terms with. It is very, like, knew they'd be bad. Very difficult to come to terms with how bad they actually are. Like, they, I was saying five or six games, they may not win a game this year. How are you supposed to win a game when you can't stop anyone? And say what you will about golf. They'll be the haters. They'll be the lovers, whatever. I don't fucking care who's playing quarterback for us. You can't win games when your defense never stops the other team. Pat Mahomes would have the hell of a time winning three or four games with this team. Because guess what? As great as Pat Mahomes is, he can't play fucking middle linebacker, left end, and safety too. Lions fucking stink. They're going to get massacred by the Ravens this week. (laughs) Is what it is. That's all I got today.